Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. The teaching on salvation, and I'm going to go over that again, and I'm going to add a little bit more to it. And after that, those that have not um, did their presentation, you will have the opportunity to do so as well. So we're going to talk, get back into salvation. We talked about last week, what is salvation? It is deliverance, preservation, and safety. When you look at preservation, it means to keep or save from injury or destruction, to guard or defend from evil, harm, danger, to protect. When you wrap that up dealing with salvation, it is mainly it's dealing with deliverance, it's dealing with health, it's dealing with prosperity, it's dealing with safety, and it's dealing with rescue. That's what salvation is. It's all in one. So when you got born again, God delivered you. Jesus delivered you from sin. He um, saved you um, when it comes to healing, delivered you with dealing with healing. Um, He rescued you from danger, from the wrath of God. So all that is wound up into one word. So I'm going to give you scripture to back that up. I gave you Acts 4.12, which says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So Jesus is the only one that can save us. I gave you scriptures on that. Second Timothy 1 verse 9. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. This is backing up that Jesus is the only one that can save us. He saved us and made us his holy people, called us to a holy calling. That was not because of anything we did ourselves, but because of God, his own purpose and grace. That grace was given to us through Christ Jesus before time began. So Jesus is the one that saved us. We could not save ourselves. And that's what we have to understand. Jesus is the one that saved us. He's the one that rescued us. We could not do it ourselves. So if you're trying to save yourself, if you're trying to do something outside of Jesus, it will not work. No matter what you're trying to do to get saved from, if you're trying to get healed on your own, you can't do it. If you're trying to get delivered, you can't do it. If you're trying to um, be protected from something, you can't do it. The only one that comes through is Jesus. Another scripture is Titus 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It's saying that again. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. 
It's saying it again. He saved us not because of the righteous things that we had had done, meaning that it's nothing that we can do to get right with God. It's nothing that we can do within ourselves. But because of his mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a, a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. So everything that we have, it came through Jesus and the Holy Spirit was there giving us a new birth and a new life through him. Colossians 1.13, God who has freed, rescued, delivered us from the power, authority, dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dearly beloved son. That's another scripture that's telling us that it was God through Jesus that saved us that rescued us we could not do it you could not save yourself so i'm gonna go back over the top before i go through what did he save us from that scripture said for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved people are still trying to get it right before they accept jesus there's nothing you can do to get it right to make it right To get saved. The only way you can be saved is through him and him alone. When we look at the word of God, if you go into the word of God and you study the word of God, we can understand why Jesus is the only one that can save us. And it's because we could not meet the standards of God. God had, we had, we could not measure up to the perfection of God. God is such a holy God. It's nothing that you can do to save yourself. And what what I mean by that, if you miss one sin, let's say you lie. If you lie, you committed them all. If you're a liar, you're a murderer, you're a thief, it goes down. You're an adulterer, you're a homosexual, everything. If you break one law, that means you broke them all. None of us in this room can meet the standards of God. It's nothing that you could do to satisfy God because God is holy. Everything he does is good. There's no evil in him. And I want you to sit here and think about it. You know how sometimes we think that we've done a good deed. And because we've done that good deed, it's, you know, we're going to be rewarded for that. No. When it comes in the eyes of God, it's nothing you can do. To make yourself right with God. It's nothing you can say to make yourself right with God. God looks at your deeds. He looks at your actions. He even look at what you're thinking about. So it's nothing you can say or do to get yourself right with God. That's why we need a savior. And his name is Jesus. We have to go through Jesus. We can't go through no other man except Jesus. If you break one commandment. You broke them all. And there's some people right now in this room thinking, I'm okay in this area. I don't cuss. You know, I may lie a little bit, but I ain't, I ain't, I don't, I don't cuss nobody out. I'm very respectful. Then, hey, that don't make no difference. You broke them all. So just because you come up in here every Tuesday night, and just because you may go visit the sick or you may do something good for somebody, that, God's standards... It's way higher than that. If you break one, you broke them all. This is why the word of God says in Romans 3, 10 through 12, listen at what it says. As it is written, there is none righteous. 
No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They all have turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. There's not no one that could be righteous in the, in the eyes of God. No one. There's no one that could be good. So God needed a savior. We could not save ourselves. It's no good that we could do that could save ourselves. You know, I would hear people say, you know, when I quit smoking, I'm going to get saved. When I quit doing this and I quit doing that, this is why the Bible say, come just as you are. Because you come into him on the behalf of Jesus, not on the behalf of you. You go into God on the behalf of what Jesus done, not on what you could do or what you would do. So we have to understand there's no other way to the Father but through Jesus. And here's another scripture we're familiar with. Y'all remember when they were in bondage over there in Exodus. And they were coming out of bondage. Exodus 12, 5, this is when God told them that they had to take a lamb. And that lamb had to be without spot. It had to be without blemish. It had to be a perfect lamb. When I was reading that in Exodus 12, 5, it said, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. That means when they looked at that lamb, it had to be perfect. It could not have no flaws on it. Now, I want you to look at yourself, your body. Everybody in here know your body got some flaws on it. And if anybody look at it, some of them you're trying to get rid of and you just can't. Everybody in here got a flaw when it comes to their body. You get wrinkles, you get everything. You get pimples, you get everything. You get bags under your eyes, there's a flaw. That lamb had to be perfect. Nothing could be wrong with that lamb. That lamb had to be checked before they could use that lamb. So those were the standards of God. God was holy. God was perfect. God was good. You could not stand in front of God any kind of way. Don't y'all know how much God love us? Because he knew you were doomed for death. That's why he had to come down off of his throne and take our place. Because he knew it was not a man nor a woman on earth that could save themselves, that could rescue themselves. He knew that. Another scripture is 1 Peter 2.22. It says, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Jesus committed no sin, nor was there any deceit found in his mouth. So God had to have someone without sin that was flawless, that was perfect. And the only one could do that was God himself. God come down out of heaven took on the flesh of man, which is Jesus. That's why it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he walked as a mere man, and he was perfect. And he had to die on the behalf of the whole world, the world that was towed up because it said, for God proved his love. He demonstrated his love to us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. So he did all that for us while we was yet sinners. So let me wrap this part up before I go to the next part. This means that when you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, God said when you accept him, he said he's in you and you're in him. So when you accept him, I'm going to look at him. I'm not going to look at you. You are hidden in Christ. 
When you go to him, that's why you go to him in the name of Jesus. God knew that each person in this room was going to mess up. He knew that. He knew. So he said, I'm going to forgive you for past, present, and future sins. He said, every sin that you could ever commit, the ones known and the ones that you don't even know about this way off in your future. He said, I'm going to wrap them up. I'm going to take care of them in, in, in my son. He said, because those sins and those iniquities separated you from me. So I got to get rid of what's separating you from me because I want to fellowship with you. And he said, the only way I can get rid of it is I need somebody who know no sin to become sin for you. So you can become the righteousness of God through him. Everybody in this room can say, I mess up on a daily basis from the pulpit down. It's no perfect, perfect person in here except in your spirit. God looks at you through the spirit. He sees Jesus. You are a spirit being. That means your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions have to be renewed constantly on a daily basis to connect with your spirit so you can live that spiritual life the way God wants you to live it through him, not through you. So when you go to the father, you may have lied, but when you go to him in the name of Jesus, he ain't looking at you, your lie. He's looking at his son what he paid the price for for that lie but when you know this you won't continually do what you're doing because you know the price have already been paid y'all this is why you have the holy spirit so when you do something wrong when you say something wrong the holy spirit comes in and convicts you of your new identity of who you are now that you in christ he said you are a new creation in christ jesus Old things has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And when he remind you of that, you make a U-turn. You begin to have a change of mind. You begin to repent and say, God, that's not who I am. And you begin to apologize immediately to that person. The more you get in the word and the more the word get into you, it is not going to take you a century. It's not going to take you a month. It's not even going to take you an hour before you repent. That's how you know where you are. That's how you know who you are because things have changed because of your new life that's in Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, he don't look at me. Jesus. So guess what, y'all? Y'all got to grab this. When you're going through some changes in your life and you're feeling worthless You're not going to base it on you. You're going to base it on who you are in him, knowing that the father is going on him. And you're not worthless no more because of what Jesus done. That's why it's a must that we stay in the word of God and know who we are spiritually. We don't go on the flesh. We go on who we are in the spirit. No matter what people say about you, no matter how your past was, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when you go to the father, you don't have to feel condemned when you go to him. You go into him in the name of Jesus. So he ain't looking at what you did. He looking at what his son has already done. He has rescued you. He has delivered you. 
He has delivered you out of the power of darkness and he has transferred you into the kingdom of his dear son. So guess what? The devil can't have nothing on me because I'm in Christ. I am hidden in Christ. No matter how many times I mess up, as long as I see myself in him, I won't be messing up no more. Y'all don't get it? I won't be talking and acting the same no more. I can forgive even when it hurts. Why? Because I know who I am in him. This is why I quote this all the time. I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I. It's no longer I who live. But it's Christ who lives in me. So when somebody come up to you. And they begin to tell you, I know what you used to do. I know where you used to hang out. Come on, it don't even deserve an answer when you know who you are. When you know that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, you begin to talk about the new you. You don't be subject to who you used to be. You're subject to who you are now that you are in Christ. Don't let people make you feel worthless. Don't let people condemn you. Because now that you're in Christ, there is therefore now no more condemnation. When you know that you've been accepted in the beloved, when you know that you've been adopted by him, when you know you've been chosen before the foundation of the world, you don't have to worry about people rejecting you because his love has already accepted you. He's already adopted you. He's already chosen you. He's already forgiven you. He's already healed you. He's already delivered you. It's already done. So why are you trying to get it done? It's not based on what people say. It's based on what God said about you. And when you know these things, you won't be walking around here looking like a lost puppy. You'll be giving God glory for what God has done. Not what he's getting ready to do, but what he has done. And when you know what he has done, you will stop doing what you have been doing. Because you recognize it. I am a new creation. Now that I'm in Christ Jesus. Not because of what I done. But because of what he done for me. I am hidden in Christ. That's salvation. That's what you're supposed to be ministering to other people. Most people are depressed. They oppressed because they're trying to fix themselves. You got to let them know you can't fix what he's already fixed. God has already did it for you. You need to quit trying to do it yourself. It's already done. If you're trying to get off of something you're addicted to, you're trying to do it, you're going to still be on it. But if you trust in him for what he has done and for what he had paid the price for, every day you get up and say, God, I'm free. Because the son has set me free. That's what you have to say. What are you free from? I'm free from prostitution. I'm free from adultery. I'm free from fornication. I'm free from drugs. I'm free from all of these things. Why am I free? Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I don't go on how I feel. I don't go on my emotions. I don't go on what my body wants. I go on who I am in the spirit. And the more you talk about that, the more you're going to live that. And you're not going to want to prostitute. You're not going to want to commit adultery. You're not going to want to fornicate. You don't want to be on drugs no more why because you're living according to who you are now that you're in christ that's how it's supposed to work 
The more the word get in you, you ain't worrying about what people think about you. You ain't being man pleasers. You are God pleaser. So you know where people are when they whine and complain all the time. I'm worthless and nobody want to hang with me. You don't know who you are. Because if you know who you are, people want to come around you. Why? Because they say, I feel so much peace. When I'm around you, I feel peace like I never felt before. Because it's part of the fruit that God has given you. And God want that fruit to come out of you. To give to somebody else. Who want to be around somebody that's always running their mouth? Somebody that's always stirring up trouble. Somebody that's always stirring up strife and contention and every evil work. Who want to be around that? I don't. But I want to be around somebody that know him. That know this new life. That brings life in the middle of a dead situation. That tells you nothing but truth. So salvation is all these things. So when you begin to minister salvation, you can't leave healing out. You can't leave deliverance out. You can't leave protection out. You can't leave them fruit out. You can't leave none of these things out because this is what salvation is. It means more than just being born again. So you need to be demonstrating what you have now that you're in him. You got to let people know you already been rescued before you even knew that you needed to be rescued. You already been healed before you even needed a healing. Come on, y'all think about this. You know how people wait. I'm, I don't know if they still do it now. Y'all remember when they had them blocks of cheese out? That was some good cheese, wasn't it? Everybody couldn't wait to get in that line to get the cheese. What else you would get with the cheese, y'all? Powdered milk. What else? Peanut butter, what else? Crackers, what else? That was the best life ever, wasn't it? That was excitement because you knew you were going to get you a block of cheese. And people was around here selling them blocks of cheese that they was getting free trying to make money. But you were getting that, you knew what belonged to you. You knew you qualified for that block of cheese. And you were getting that line to get that cheese. You should know what you qualify in him. And you shouldn't let nobody take this away from you when you know that you meet those qualifications in Jesus. No matter what you did and when you did it and where you did it, you're in him. So you can't go on how you used to be or what nobody say about you. But this is why it said the life you live will speak. Nobody have to send a body, a person that died to heaven or hell. People are going to know how they lived. And even them deep secrets that nobody knew about, somebody know. They're going to come up. Have y'all noticed that when people die, things begin to come up? And they begin to come out. When somebody on their dying bread, they'll tell you everybody they slept with, where they slept with them, when they slept with them, and even confess to the wife. Hey, who wouldn't? You already dying. Wife don't have to kill you. Husband don't have to kill you. They begin to tell you where they're cheering at. Yeah, that right there belonged to me. You remember that one right there that used to stop over here? That was mine. Telling everything because they're dying. This happened. It weighed heavy on them when they died. (laughs) 
Somebody needed to hear that evidently. Yep. But they say, said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, I. <laughs> the cheating that I done. <laughs> it's, it come up and come out, y'all. Any old way. So we learned that salvation, what it means, we got scripture to back it up. You always want to have scripture to back up what you're talking about because the word is your foundation, right? So the next thing we learned was what are we saved from? The wrath to come. There's salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus and what he saved us from? The wrath to come. There is a wrath, y'all, that's going to be poured out. And God don't want to pour his wrath out on us. So it says in Romans 5, 9, much more than having not now been justified, we're justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. Y'all, there's a wrath that's going to be poured out. I talked about this. There's a rapture. Some people are going to be raptured up. The true Christians are going to be raptured up. They're going to hear that trumpet. But the dead in Christ, they're going to rise first. The believers that died in Christ, they're going to come out the the grave. They're going to meet them in the air. You're going to meet them in the air. You're going to be up there for seven years. And there's going to be a tribulation down here like never before where God's wrath is going to be poured out. And people are going to want the rocks to fall out on them. It's going to be something, y'all, so awful. That he's saying, being that we are justified, that we are made righteous in the eyes of God, we will not be here for the wrath to come. Do not take this lightly. And if you love your loved ones, when I get ready to teach on the rapture and the tribulation and your eyes open to what's going to happen, if you left behind and you truly open up your heart to Jesus, you ain't going to want to do this mess you keep on doing. This is something that people need to know and that people need to be taught about. When you love people, you don't want them to be left here. You don't want it. I don't even know if Jeremy remembered. Jeremy was little and he told me he had a dream. And in this dream that Jeremy had, Jeremy saw us going up. He said, Mama, I was on my bike and I looked up and I saw you and Daddy going up. Going up in the heavens. That was the rapture. He was very little when he had that dream. See, God will show you things yet to come. God will show us a lot if we would just pay attention. God wants us to take this word and get revelation from this word and hear what God is saying here and now. So when God is giving you this teaching on salvation, you should want to share this gospel, this good news with other people to let them know you don't want to be here for the wrath to come. Jesus already paid the price for you. He paid the price for past, present, and future sins. You can't save yourself. You can't rescue yourself. I don't care how good you say you are. You cannot meet the standards of God. God is a, he's perfect. He's holy. Everything about him is good. So if you break one commandment, you broke them all. You can't save yourself. But God made a way for us through his grace and through his mercy and through his loving kindness. He made a way through his son. 
And the only way to the father is through his son. There's no other way. I don't care how good you say you are. It's a heart change. And in order for your heart to change, in order for a new birth that comes from the Holy Spirit through hearing the gospel, the good news, and having faith in what Jesus done, that's the only way you're going to be saved from the wrath to come. There's no other way. First Thessalonians 5, 9 said, for God did not appoint us to wrath. It's saying God didn't appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. God did not appoint us to that. So we have to take what God is saying tonight and we have to meditate on these things and we have to begin to share it with other people. We know that sin separated us from God and the wages of sin, the consequences that come from sin is death. According to Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we have to understand that sin had to be paid for and the price that had to be paid for sin was death but God does not want us to have death he wants us to have eternal life through his son Jesus Christ amen so i added a little more to this tonight and prayerfully next week i'll go over what i added again because i want to make sure y'all get it all in because y'all know we'll begin to have a test I go over it twice, you begin to have a test. I may go over it three times, but you know you're going to have a test. Amen? And remember, the test that we have is not only on paper, but you would have to bring people in here after I get through teaching this to see what you have brought to the people. And this is for those that are taking the discipleship class, that have signed up for this class. Amen? Amen. So we're going to continue from... The presentation, Sonia, I believe you have one tonight. You didn't bring it. Okay. Who else had a presentation that they needed? Tisha, you want to come on down? My husband can stop it. At this point, before you hit it, I'm letting everybody know we are going offline. We're going off the air right now because we're going into our presentations. Okay. No, she turned it off. Okay. Are we ready? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you. And we will see you next week.